I'm Yvette Benavides, and this is The Lonely Voice with Peter Orner from Book Public on Texas Public Radio. I've read a lot of headlines lately about the slow death of reading during the pandemic. A quick Google search reveals a half dozen articles asserting those claims in just the last few weeks, even as the book publishing world celebrates gains in sales. But I get it. The pandemic has turned our worlds, our schedules, and our attention upside down. Old routines have been replaced by new ones, and in some of those transitions, time to read has had to be jettisoned from daily lives. I'm going to try to make a case for returning to reading. Several months back, I returned to a memoir in essays that was first released in 2016, Am I Alone Here? by Peter Orner. I returned to it because I recalled the ways that Peter Orner champions reading, considers it absolutely life-saving. The subtitle of the book is, after all, Notes on Living to Read and Reading to Live. Can reading be all that? Can our feeling about it be that absolute and unmitigated and unabashed? Well, yes. If not, then why do it at all? If not, indeed, why do anything at all? I saw on the pages of Am I Alone Here resonances of my own wrestling with certain stories, my begrudging acceptance of the vagaries of life that wound us, and the more studied ways we lead ourselves down dubious paths to destinies that we tolerate because we know how fickle life is. We wait. We wait for things to change or we wait to get used to them, and we read while we wait. There are no answers there, but there are always kindred spirits roiling in their own despair or coming through it as survivors, a little worse for the wear, but imbued with insight we can't measure, but that we can know assuredly exists because it's right there on the page. Am I alone here? Are we? We know we aren't really alone because we do read. Peter Orner distills his boundless and ceaseless reading life on the pages of that book with essays dedicated to the masters of the story form. Many of the greats, the examples who lived through other epidemics, terrible wars abroad, or in spaces smaller, more personal, and closer by. Stories are about loss. We lose. We're lost. We seek to find. We don't know what we're missing, and that becomes the problem, the reason for the voids we can never fill. These are the universal truths. This is our lot in life. And as we've learned through the pandemic over these last several months, all our losses are collective. Writes Peter Orner, if they're not, we're truly doomed. If we can't overcome them ourselves, The very least we can do is recognize that we aren't the only ones out here trying to get by. Horner frequently starts a sentence on the Lonely Voice podcast by saying, I promised myself I would not be hyperbolic, but... And our conversation continues, a robust, unapologetic celebration of the authors and their stories. In the essay, Eudora Welty, Badass... Peter Orner so much as apologizes for using the word sublime to describe no place for you, my love, 
what Orner considers to be the loneliest love story Welty ever wrote. Did I just use sublime in public? asks Orner. He really believes that, quote, all worthy stories are better read than talked about. He's repeated some variation of this claim on the podcast often, too. But if reading makes us feel less alone, I find that talking about stories with someone who wholeheartedly believes that stories are better read than talked about, but then can't help but talk about them, hyperbolically or not at all, if you please, puts us in a small club of readers who know that the loneliness is a non-negotiable, a fact of our humanity, but that as readers, we can still connect in meaningful ways with others. The whole point of fiction, he writes, has always been to forget about me. A student of mine who listens to the podcast said in an email to me recently, I like to listen to you get from point A to point Z, and it's fun to see the ways you love all these losers. What could I do but send to her a quote by Peter Orner? I take my fictional heroes flawed or not at all. Those who believe they've cornered the market on wisdom are the ones to steer clear of in literature, politics, life. Give me the confused, the mistake-ridden, the still trying to figure it out. My student replied with a screenshot of a list of all the books she's ordered to read during the winter break. I feel profound gratitude to get to do what I do to work with students and hope they will learn to love reading and to read stories and books and talk about them with the podcast listening audience privy to the times when emotion and, yes, the hyperbole get the better of me or when I admit that there are things about stories I've read a dozen times that still elude me. We don't know the answers to other terrible mysteries of our lives, the why, the unanswerable about our collective pain and grief during 2020 or any other year that brought its cruelty to us and will continue to. It's not like rummaging through the bookshelf to find precisely the right self-help book because there isn't just one book to help blunt the shock and the pain or figure things out. There isn't just one. There are many more than that. Let me illustrate my point. Here's Peter Orner reading Strand from the collection Maggie Brown and Others. Strand. He found a strand of her hair in a book, a long, dark brown piece of her hair that made a curlicue on the page. The book was Frank Kermode's The Sense of an Ending, Studies in the Theory of Fiction. Why he happened to take it off the shelf that morning, he wasn't sure. He'd never had any interest in theory. And a theory of fiction? A theory that explains waking up in the dark of a familiar room and forgetting where you are and how you got there. Some books sit on the shelf for so long they become part of the landscape. One day, a spine catches your eye and you slide a book from between two others, open it, read a little. On the page where he found her hair, she'd underlined the sentence. In the Bible, The world is made out of nothing. In the margin, she'd written, Nothing? What about silence? He spent the rest of the afternoon reading, careful that the strand didn't drop out.
He fell asleep reading. Woke up to someone, nobody, calling his name. That was Peter Orner reading Strand from the story collection Maggie Brown and Others. He's the author of five other books, including the memoir and essays Am I Alone Here? Notes on Living to Read and Reading to Live. Peter Orner holds the professorship in English and Creative Writing at Dartmouth College. Thanks to you all out there for listening in 2020 to the author interviews on BookPublic, the pop-up book reviews, and The Lonely Voice with Peter Orner. We've got more exciting podcast episodes coming your way in 2021. Keep safe and keep reading. This has been The Lonely Voice with Peter Orner on BookPublic from Texas Public Radio. Jacob Rosati composed our theme music. Bree Kirkham is our digital producer. Dan Katz is Texas Public Radio's news director. I'm Yvette Benavides.